morning. Uh, this is Joni Home filling in for Joan Hogan with Prairie Doc Radio. We're very happy to have you listening. I'm a nurse practitioner with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Uh, we have Rick Home in studio, who is an internal medicine specialist and a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota School of Medicine and a primary care physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Good morning, Rick. And Good would morning. you like to introduce Jason? Yes, but of course. Come Wednesday morning. <laughs> Come, go, oh, quit. I got the cutoff. Cut, cut, cut. Ooh. So today we have as our guest uh, Jason Hansen, who is the administrator of the neighborhoods at Brookview, yes, which is a great, great place to, to uh, have in our community as the ULC. We've got two mm-hmm. wonderful nursing homes in this community. Sure it's do. just amazing. Uh, and our last show, uh, last Thursday night, uh, was uh, about elder abuse. We did our very level best to try to to uh, put a perspective on it. And I, we watched it, and I thought to myself, uh, you know, you li- watch yourself and you go, like you hear yourself on the, on the tape recorder the first time in your life, and you go, oh, gosh, that sounds awful. And it, I, I sensed that it was... A uh, really great show at the time, and watching it, it was pretty good show, I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but we're talking about elder abuse, and Jason, I mean, you know, of course, you want to protect the people who live at the at the neighborhoods from it. Yes. Do you see it, or do you see that it's happening, or have you watched it's happening? Have you learned about it? Yes. Where, where's your perspective? Yep, yep. So our goal, like you said, is to protect our residents. That's our ultimate goal. Um, and obviously, you know, I have been around elder b- abuse before. I've seen it. Um, uh, I've seen it firsthand, uh, and and you just really have to take steps to safeguard your residents, make sure that it never happens again, uh, and then handle handle the problem. Um, you know, nobody ever wants to talk about elder abuse because it's it's a it's a bad subject, and everybody you know likes to think that it doesn't happen, but it, it's very uh, prevalent in today's society, and it and it takes on many different forms. You know, there's neglect, and there's abuse, physical abuse, and there's misappropriation of funds, and there's you know emotional psycho- psychological abuse. Uh, so it does come in multiple different forms. Um, you know, in in uh, healthcare, um, you know, uh, it, it can take on a, a couple different forms too as well you know um you know it can uh, be a family member who comes in and is stealing money or it could be a cna or a nurse or it could be a nurse that's not giving pain medication to the residents and is taking it you know for themselves right um so that you know there's just a lot of different things we as professionals have to know what to look for we have to know the signs uh and then educate you know the staff uh so they know what to look for so they can report it to us and then we can take care of the situation safeguard and there's you know i think that uh if you're very attentive uh you can see when a nurse or a nurse's aide may be bypassing the patient and taking the meds Uh, there's a danger in abuse there and in the healthcare world we have to be very aware of that and and just for you to even bring it up and talk about it Mm -hmm gives me a great deal of satisfaction and that that you are aware and protecting and watching after yes uh, for that that's really important yes and you know we have we have so many different checks when it comes to narcotics um, specifically in 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 our uh, health system uh, so I mean our nurses and you'll know that too they, they have to they when they do a count there has to be two people involved in that count and you know say you have liquid morphine and and the morphine is off you know by a little bit we have to dive in there and, and take a look and do interviews and uh, report that to the Department of Health and at times in, involve the local uh, police department you know and it's uh, as long as we're talking narcotics 
uh, as a, a person who is hospice director and who uh, prescribes uh, a lot of pain medicine for people at the end of their lives, trying to make sure that people are comfortable. Uh, narcotics are a wonderful weapon, a wonderful uh, a source of comfort for people when, when they're in agony. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, the result is I prescribe a lot of narcotics. Well, you know the health department's looking at my every prescription. That, I mean, you know, the people who prescribe a lot of narcotics are this this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, I think I have some protection that I'm the 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 hospice director, but at the same um, time, uh, you you have to know when you're a care provider, the people are watching. Yes, <laughs> you're well, being you very very carefully monitored. You want those checks and balances. I want for, yes. for I want them as well as for the patients. I don't have a problem right. mm -hmm. at all. I you know, you know I, my sense is. You know, even like this radio show, you put yourself out on the line and you're saying what's on the top of your mind and you're saying all this health care advice, you know, and you're putting yourself at risk uh, and you uh, and there's dangers there. But as long as it's honest and as long as you're doing the right thing, mm -hmm. it seems to have protected me in a lifetime of, of health care. Yes, right. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to be absolutely aware of the potential and absolutely uh do everything you can to protect people from bad things from happening. Right, right. You know, when it comes to the medications, um, our team does a really good job on figuring out if there truly was, um, you know, was it a missed dose or where did that dose go to? So you're, you're looking for signs, you know, from your staff. Well, are they drowsy? Um, are they slurring their speech? You know, what, what are they acting like? And right. is Betty, who was supposed to be getting that pain medication, is she complaining that she's still in pain? Um, you know what are the signs of missed right, medicine right and yeah. and you know you can put two and two together it's right. and uh, it, it, you know sometimes it's a little bit trickier to do um, but when there's a true case of, of uh, you know medication and, and, and taking medication you're gonna you're gonna figure it out so many years ago I saw a patient who fell in love with one young nurse's aide in one of the nursing homes that oh. I care for mm -hmm. okay I won't mention which one yeah and uh, then that particular person was writing checks for thousands and thousands of mm. dollars to help that person, that nurse's aide through college, quote mm. unquote. Um, steps were taken to resolve the problem. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw that actually happen. Uh, and uh, it wasn't that much longer after that when I was being very critical. That one of my nurses, um, one of my patients, who brought me cookies every month and wanted a, a visit every month, was talking to me about the fact that her husband had some really nice guns and she'd like me to have one of the guns and she would like to get wonderful hunting land, would love mm. for me to have the hunting land. Mm. And oh gosh, I said, no, <laughs> no, no, can't do it, can't, won't take that, that's not right. Well, you, you know, and then so when she died, uh, I was happy. <laughs> Daughter, nobody said a word, nothing mm -hmm. happened, and I'm very happy. You know, it was well, just yeah. that you can't. You weren't happy that she yeah. died. Let's reset. No, no, I was you happy. You loved her dearly. <laughs> I was, oh, I loved her dearly. I was happy that n no problems arose from that, and I felt, yeah. you know, I never have a night uh, uh, turn uh, of problems because as long as you keep your nose above the water and you're perfectly 100% right. honest, then you don't get, ever get into trouble. Right, right. That's you know, and you're right. And, and so many of our residents are so appreciative of the care that they get that they, they oftentimes want to do something nice for their caregivers. And so we say, well, don't do anything specifically nice for this one 
important CNA, you know, because it could go down that road. And instead, maybe buy uh, cookies for the whole team or something, you know, Correct. so the there whole team can share or something <laughs> like that. You know, because you just don't want sometimes the CNAs will go down uh, the wrong path and, and, you know, take a five dollar bill or something. And, and you know, we, we find out about that stuff, too, because it's, you know, but. You know, so if, if somebody wants to be appreciative, a nice card or a thank you or, you know, a, a plate of cookies goes a long that, way. It really is a wonderful thing. I mean, I can't tell you how appreciated, uh, I, appreciative I am of of the thank yous that I get. Mm-hmm. It, it makes your day. That's all you need. Yes, it is all you need. That's all you need. Yep. We don't get those very often mm-hmm. anymore, Not you know, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> it's one of them deals, you know. It's but what do you think about uh, emotional abuse that occurs? Oh, Joni wants to Hi, thank you for joining us on Perry Doc Radio. This is Joni Holm filling in for Joan Hogan, and we're in studio today with Rick Holm and Jason Hansen, who is the director of the uh, neighborhoods at Brookview. And so I have a question. We're talking about elder abuse, and um, rarely in pediatrics, uh, where, where I work, I've seen a situation where there's the impression that the parents may be taking advantage of the child in a way to obtain, say, medications. Now, what about in the situation in the nursing home? What about the family members? Are there ever times where you have to safeguard uh, that they might be taking medications? Or, I mean, obviously money we Mm -hmm. have talked about, but in particular that medication issue. Do you have any examples? Yes, I do have an example, actually. Um, So fentanyl patches big big deal and very very hard to track because sometimes when you sweat uh these patches can come off and we understand that but at the same time too there there can be families uh, and i have seen it where they will come in and they will take that patch off of their loved one and they will put it on put that on themselves to get that yep to get their kick uh, and so again, it's it's recognizing that uh, that your resident is still having pain. Where did that patch go? When did it go missing? Um, okay, we saw that Betty had her daughter here um, around that time frame. Well, then you start tracking when her daughter shows up. Does she still have her pain medication patch on or or not? Um, so those pain patches are, are, are they're quite tricky. Easy you know, and if you can abuse. put an offset on it. Uh, you know that helps uh, so you don't you peel it off you know what I mean it keeps it on because uh, a lot of times like when a resident goes into the whirlpool tub too those those tubs can kind of take so those you're talking about some kind of, so of a protective off offsite yep it's just a cover that goes over there so it's uh, another it's plastic layer that's that holds uh-huh. it on that's yeah, correct and protects okay. the, it from being uh, snu- snuck away right yeah yeah uh, what about uh, uh, emotional abuse you have uh, examples of seeing where families are hard on the Mm-hmm. Hard on the, uh, they abuse the p- patient. They also abuse the care providers. Right. And right. and even you, yep. you have been yep. abused. Sure, sure. Uh, where you people uh, jump all over you for no good mm-hmm. reason, but mm-hmm. they're having emotional problems themselves, and they figured I'll dump it on you, so I won't feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I have thick skin. That's okay. I can handle that. Um, but I don't like it when they come in and abuse our staff. Um, when they come in there and um, are are mad at mom and dad because they're not eating. Um, because they choose not to or stuff like that you know that's when you really have to have those tough critical conversations not only with that family member but also talk to that resident if they're cognitively able to 
talk to you. Uh, and, you know, again, involving um, the Department of Health and involving the local police department, anytime there's a suspicion of a crime, which is ab abuse and neglect is a crime, uh, you have to involve these these people. And so what's kind of nice... And we're required by law now. You know absolutely. I mean? Mandatory reporting. Yep. And they just passed a new bill, didn't they? Yeah, I heard about that. That's, that's It's going to be a little harsher on Penalties. the care yep. providers. We're yep. going to have to go through more hoops. But you yep. know what? I think there's probably reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what's scary is um, the elderly were left out of that for quite some time. And, and why? They're the most vulnerable. You know, so I think it's great that Congress and... and you know, legislature, they, they figure this out and they hear it from us as, as caregivers that we need to involve, there needs to be harsher penalties involved. You know, a lot of times it's a slap on the wrist and, and uh, you know, Mary can go down the, the road and get a job again uh, in healthcare, you know, after she uh, committed abuse, you know, and that's just not right. So, yeah, there is a lot of safeguards now, I yeah. think, in place to, to help that. There was an elder abuse uh, uh, governor's task force to look at it and there was people from I mean, <coughs> the, the the chief justice and the just uh, and a whole variety of people. The legislators were involved. Doctors were involved. The nursing nursing pe people were involved, and they came up with some recommendations. and And a lot of that uh, resulted in the legislation that just was passed. Mm -hmm. uh, financial abuse seems to be one of the biggest mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. uh, people get called. Yes. Uh, telephone calls and pretty soon they're donating money or sending money mm -hmm. places buying inappropriate medications and or supplements and, and, and stuff any comments about financial uh, abuse sure you know I haven't seen financial abuse so much in my setting um, but it's out there and especially this type of year when uh, you know you got everybody's running for president I mean everybody's looking for money and donations and everything and so I know that there's phone calls out there going going after uh, the senior population trying to get money uh, and you know you just really have to know what to look for and um, you know go through a trusted source if you're going to donate don't donate anything over the over the phone and give out your credit card information you know maybe get their information back and do some research on it before you're gonna do it um, you know, uh, families coming in and, and taking money from mom, you know, that that can happen too. And, and we, we have locked drawers and stuff like that. We always actually tell our residents to, to keep their money in the business office. Uh, it's an interest-bearing account, and we track it. It's it's uh, it's up to us, um, you know. So that that okay. helps. I Isn't it usually just a small amount as well? It is. Yeah, we yeah. we try not to have any valuables in our facility. We mm -hmm. tell right. them, you know, keep your valuables at home. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> when both of our folks have been in nursing homes, and I think that maybe it was like a twenty five dollar limit or something, right. because really there weren't expenses. <coughs> for they don't them need a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, they they had a craft getting, fair. Or getting something. their hair right. fixed. Yeah, hair. That's yeah, the main expense. Buying yeah. a, buying right. a, a small gift uh, for somebody for Christmas, Christmas that mm -hmm. type of a thing. We do need to get to another break, Rick. So we, before we come back with and continue our discussion, we'll take a break and call us at 692-1430 if you have a question. Thank you for joining us for Prairie Doc Radio. This is Joni Home filling in for Joan Hogan. Uh, we have Jason Hansen, the director of the Neighborhoods of Brookview, as our guest, and Rick is in studio as well. And we're talking about elder abuse this morning. There's a couple of topics that uh, we'd like to mention. I wanted to talk about uh, phone calls for uh, sales of this or that. I think when you get a phone call and the person is so convincing, I, I think you should make a rule of never buying anything over the phone first time get the number I'll call you back mm -hmm. I'm talk to my family oh no but today if this call only never take that mm -hmm. 
uh, I'll call you back if you're still interested in, in my money I'll uh, you'll be there so what's your number and I'll talk to my family that's one thing the other thing is if they're making demands or if they're pushing too hard just gently hang up I mean we're very cordial here we're very caring we're very proper uh, many of us uh, have a hard time saying no and, and hanging it up and you want to give them and you know I'll tell you what I just give you a hundred dollars to get off my back I don't want this I don't like it no don't give them a hundred dollars they're offending you they're abusing you mm-hmm. just hang up gently don't have to slam it you can hang up gently be nice in the way you hang up the phone that would be the, the thing to do um, so I think that's important. Well, mm-hmm. we were going to talk about uh, family members who might be abusing, particularly a, a husband or wife. Jason, mm-hmm. any thoughts there? Yep, yep. And so that's another thing that we watch too. So when our residents uh, go on an outing with a, a family member, um, you know, we have we have documentation on what their skin is like uh, before they, they go out on that. <laughs> I mean, we we document everything, right? You know that. So, and it's one of them deals where if they're coming back and there's finger marks, uh, bruises on their wrists or on their arms, or if there's a big bruise on their thigh or things like that, we're going to take notice of that uh, at some point in time. And and you know that's when we take a look at the sign out book and those. That's why those are so important. We find out who they were with at what time on what day. And so then we have something to go off of. Um, you know, was it truly abuse or did they have a fall? People can um, have you know, falls. What's going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The skin is absolutely. very tender in, yes. the, in the older population. So, yeah. yep. uh, I, you know, that we also talk about ulcers, uh, uh, you know, decubitus ulcers mm-hmm. as a sign of not getting enough tension, mm-hmm. not turned enough, not cleansed enough, uh, you know, just not getting enough care. Yes. But I have cared for many persons and watched them in nursing homes and and even in the very best situation some people's bodies are so thin and their 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 bones are so uh, uh, prominent that you you it's sometimes ulcers just have they happen yeah they're unavoidable and and there there is many unavoidable ulcers that happen primarily at end of life um and you know being in hospice i'm sure that you see it quite a bit because when when your body is deteriorating and and going down so fast these ulcers are going to happen um, and, and they are called unavoidable ulcers, and, and, and it is a real thing. Yep. It's a real deal. Yep. On the other side of this, uh, I think about people who are cared for at home. And, you know, in this world of the baby boomers, the boomers being the pig and the python, you know, the pig, the, the python swallows this big old pig, and it's moving through the, 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 the python slowly, and pretty soon... The boomers are going to be at that end of that python, you know, getting to the very point of being pooped out in the end. You know, that's how mm-hmm. it goes. Mm-hmm. And the story is uh, that this big, huge population may not all fit in our nursing homes yeah. coming up in these next yeah. 10 and 20 years. You think about the people who are caring for them at home. Mm-hmm. Some of, most of the time, it's a woman. Mm. And it, it may be this, this, the, the uh, man's parent, but it the woman that is oftentimes uh, stuck with the, the burden of the care providing yeah. Yeah. i'm i'm just i'm not saying this is to se- to do sexual c- comments about one uh, sex or the other it's just that the woman gets stuck many times yeah. if you're uh, and and that woman is oftentimes the one who does the cleaning that does the cooking that does the care providing of the kids does the everything is burdened on that person and you can't blame them for getting irritable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, my my point is that um, we can't accept abuse, but we can understand it. Yep, yep. 
Yep. Any comment? There needs, there needs to be outlets, and I'm, I shouldn't be speaking mm -hmm. in for you, mm -hmm. but the care, those care providers need some away time. They need yes. some breaks. Those some support group groups support are so groups. vital. Blogs. And there's there's plenty of support groups out mm -hmm. there. There's Alzheimer's support groups. There, Parkinson's support groups. But if you're a caregiver, you are going to get burned out. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of time. Um, and you got to take care of yourself. You got to have that special away time to kind of <coughs> recharge the batteries a little bit. And, and, you know, friends and family are a good way to do that. Um, and if you don't have any friends or family around, get involved in those support groups. That's what they're there for. There's a lot of people going through the same stuff as yep. you, and you really need to, to get out there and vent a little bit. I will say one other comment that um, I know more than one situation where the person who is uh, in, a, in a home situation where that care provider just is spread too thin mm. and cannot do it. But I cannot take him to the nursing home because he prom I promised him I promised him I would never take him to a nursing home because that person had a lifetime 30, 40, 50 years ago remembering a nursing home mm -hmm. being a place where it's the repository mm -hmm. of people and you just, you know, I remember the old folks home in DeSmet, you know, it was out on the country road and there was nobody taking care of those people. They were in a terrible scenario. Mm -hmm. It's different now. Oh, yeah. It's a five-star hotel. Yep. Uh, why would you deny a person <laughs> the opportunity yeah. to go to a five-star hotel? And 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 the point is also uh, that um, when they're demented and they're saying, no, I'm going to the nursing home, sometimes you, uh, uh, like I said to my mom, I cannot take care of you. Mm -hmm. Joni cannot take care of you. Yeah. You need to go there for now. Yeah. You get better, we'll find another spot. We'll yeah. go somewhere else. But we need to start there. Well, geez, he loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're so right. You know, they are not the same as they used to be. There has been so many new regulations. And so, I mean, just better care in, in general. As a and result. And it's standardized across the board. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you have nothing to worry about. Obviously, do your homework on the facilities to make sure it's the right fit for your loved one. But because there's different many kinds of facilities out there. But they're going to give good care. Yeah. I'm the medical director for Arlington Golden Living. Mm -hmm. And of course, it isn't the 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 spa-like environment. They, it's an older building. Yeah. But boy, do they have wonderful care. They do. Uh, let's talk though about the the neighborhoods at Brookview. Sure. Tell me about the 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 evaluations you've been receiving. You know, there's a lot of of uh uh uh, second guessing and looking at yeah. an evaluation of nursing homes. Where have you been mm -hmm. stacking up in, in the evaluation level? So CMS has a website that you can go to to get a star rating on your facility. And um, it's just kind of a, a grading scale basically for facilities. Although I wouldn't put all your cookies on that website. It's one of them deals where you need to go in and check out that facility for yourself to see what kind of care that they give. And, you know, don't be afraid to quiz the staff, quiz other residents about their care. Um, you know, that's the truth testament i think on how you're going to stack up um, right. and and find out what facility is right for better you. than some uh government evaluation yes, yes. however how has the neighborhoods done well we are a five-star facility and and we're very proud of that we've been a five-star since 2013 um, our, our quality, I, I believe, is second to none. We have some of the best nurses and uh, CNAs, dietary, housekeeping, everybody, maintenance. Our whole team is, is just unique in itself, and I, I think they're wonderful professionals. Um, you know, we have satisfaction scores that have come back at 97%. 
we are in the top 90th percentile of all nursing facilities in the entire country, which is outstanding. It's it's huge. Uh, we just had the Department of Health visit us here about two weeks ago. We received zero deficiencies. I've never heard that. Uh, it's unreal. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. You know, and, and it happens, but a lot of times it happens in these smaller facilities where it's a little bit easier to get the deficiency free. But um, I think there was four facilities in the entire state last year that that received a zero deficiency. So to be our size of facility and that happen um, is, I think, a true testament to the, the quality of care that our team delivers. And that is fantastic. Uh, yeah. And when you say the five-star, you know, I think Rick was referring to kind of the hotel the five European star, five star you're talking about a legitimate rating there, system there is a legitimate rating system and so what they take a look at is your overall staffing you'll get a, a star rating on that you'll get a star rating on your quality as well as your state deficiencies and then they group those and then you get an overall rating a star rating on your facility so yeah to be at a five-star facility is wonderful I think there's 26 other facilities in the entire state out of the 111 uh, that are five stars so it's a big deal how does our state stack up if you look at other states and i don't know if mm -hmm. you look at that uh, data but you know to say that there are 20 something in south dakota is that comparable to other states or well, are we higher lower you know um the average I, I i'm assuming that we're a little bit higher uh but you, you take a look at like new york they got you know 500 and some facilities right you know what i mean so and we have 111 so i mean it just kind of depends um i think our overall quality in south dakota is a little bit better yes i i tend to agree yeah. and you know just a quick story of my parents who you know, i grew up in jacksonville florida my parents lived there their entire lives and in their final years they came to brookings south dakota mm. and it was very hard in a big city and i think this would be any big city how do how does family drive to appointments when it's a, a 45 minute one way deal and by having people in smaller facility smaller towns when my parents needed care i could get them to the brookings hospital in five minutes yes. i could get them to appointments and so there's a beauty to the smaller town and mm -hmm. and i think it well, I don't know whether that ups our quality or not, but I, I would tend to agree that we've got excellent care here. I think you're right. And SDSU has a wonderful nursing program too. Uh, we utilize uh, their students so much, and they're such a valuable part of our crew over at the mm -hmm. neighborhoods. Um, you know, we're constantly great hiring CNAs. them. Wonderful professionals. <laughs> so we're very lucky there too to have a great college that uh, that that caters to us too. We're running short on time, but I do want to ask one quick question. Mm -hmm. When you hire someone new, what kind of process do they go through as far as a background check? Is it strictly through their professional organization, or do you do your OIG. own? OIG, the Which Office of Inspector General. Okay. So we have a strict uh, policy uh, in the health system. Um, that So we do extensive background checks on everybody, and it's through right. the OIG, um, and you really can't beat that. Okay, yeah. so it's perfect. So they are uh, vetted before they start, mm -hmm. even though they, they also have professional organizations, but you're stopping and looking at each yes. individual, and that's a, a great benefit for the families to have that reassurance. Yes. Yep. So I would say uh, we need to uh, realize that there's some great places here. I know that Esteline has a wonderful nursing yes, home, and I know Arlington is a wonderful nursing home, and we've got two fabulous nursing homes in this com mm -hmm. community. So we are very fortunate. I don't sense that that's really the case in every other uh, place in this country. Uh, do you sense <coughs> that as the boomers get uh, to um, the end of the python, you know, the, that pig in the python uh, message, do, do you sense that uh, as the need goes up, you know, it'll, it'll be, you know, 10 or 20 years of needs, uh, increased need as these, this huge 
population of people that occurred after World War II that were born after World War II uh, goes up, is this state ever going to increase the number of nursing home beds we have? Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. Um, you know, obviously aging in place is a big deal, and everybody wants to age at home. Um, you know, they don't want to come to the nursing home until they absolutely need it. And so, you know, the demographic has changed where, you know, it used to be mid-80s that people were um, coming to the nursing facilities. Um, now it's it's early 90s. Um, so people are age, truly aging in place, and there's been a lot of services that have started up um, as a result of that to allow for that to happen. Um, but as you said, when, when that pig comes out, we're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. <laughs> so we're going to have to allow that moratorium to be lifted and, and I, get some more beds in. I really do like the idea of finding a way to uh, pay family. Uh, it, this sounds crazy to pay family to, to care for the person at home. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that sets you up for abuse too, doesn't it? Right. right. Well, we really appreciate you coming. No, no problem. This is no fabulous. Problem. And there's no on-call television tomorrow night because of Basketball, state basketball, state or not, not SDSU, but high school. High school basketball tomorrow night uh, on um, on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. As well, well and the as following the following week. week. So yeah. uh, stay tuned to the radio, and we'll be talking with you. But we will not be on our television show for, for a couple of weeks. Night. So don't yeah. forget us. And uh, thank you very much, Jason, for coming in. Yeah, anytime. Is any any follow up uh, final words that you want to say? Oh, I really don't. Um, it's always a pleasure that you guys have me on here. I, I really enjoy it. So thank you for your time. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. And Joni, thank you. Bob, thank you. And stay healthy out there. Please.